Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bit My Tongue. You guys, I'm really happy to be back. Um, last week was really chaotic and um, a lot. And I'm just, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back in my apartment. I'm happy to be back in my car. And I'm happy to be back on the podcast. And I'm happy to talk to you guys. I feel like my podcast has been very therapeutic for me lately. I... I look forward to recording it. I, I look forward to recording it and, and then sometimes I don't. Like <laughs> it's it's either like, wow, I'm so excited for this episode, and then there's other times where I'm like, God, like you guys, this episode's probably gonna be bad, but you know what? For the sake of consistency, fuck it. Here we are. There's some episodes that I'm like, God, fuck. Was that my favorite? No. But I need to stop being a perfectionist. Hey Nylea. Hey, hey. Stop being a perfectionist. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, we're really off topic today, you guys. Um, I'm starting off this episode with a bunch of random updates, apparently. Not even what we're going to talk about today. Um, But that's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Today, I wanted to talk about anxiety and depression and mental health. Y'all, let me let me be very upfront. I'm not a therapist, nor am I a psychologist, nor am I a doctor. Everything that I'm going to talk about today is from my own personal experience and just, you know, the way that I feel towards it, things that have happened to me, and that's really where it's going to stay. So if there's something that I say you know, that maybe you think is inaccurate, that's okay. It might be. Um, If you disagree with something, that's okay. But yeah, I feel like this is a good time to also give a trigger warning. Um, I'm probably going to talk about some, like, serious stuff. I'm probably going to talk about some serious stuff this episode. Um, So if you guys don't want to listen to that, that's fine. Um... There was a time a couple weeks ago where I was like, you know what? I feel like I've been through the ringer. I feel like I have dealt with my own mental health and I do not want to hear another person talk about it. It's just triggering to me and it's jarring and it's draining and I don't want to hear anyone talk about it. I don't want to, I'm not going to tap into like that sort of content. That's not, I don't need it right now. There was a time where like, but also going getting into that get going back on that when i was in a time of my life where i was really low and down i found comfort in other people speaking about 
their experience with mental health. I, I felt that I felt less alone. I related to someone. And it was it was nice to hear and I appreciated it. So, you know, to the people tuning into this episode, you know, you might feel one of two ways. You might not want to listen to this or you might be interested or, you know, um, I don't know. This this might be comforting in a way or reassuring. Um, it might make some of you feel understood in a way and yeah but I figured I'd give you guys a little heads up before we get into it because it's what I do you know (laughs) I give people heads up you know what I'm saying um yeah also this episode I fear is gonna be a little more serious not so goofy silly girl um which I try to steer away from like posting serious stuff on the internet because i'm like bro the world is serious we don't need more serious stuff i want to post silly shit that's what i want to post but you know sometimes it's good to talk about real stuff um it's needed and also there are some times where i'm like girl like did you just say did you say anything of value i don't know I don't know. So, you know, maybe sometimes it's good to, like, not be an idiot online for a second. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to be, I'm not saying I'm not going to be an idiot in this episode. I'm just saying, like, this episode's probably going to be a little more, you know, serious than the rest. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That was the preface, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the preface. Now let's get into this episode. Okay. So as I was, as I was writing out, you know, my mini outline for this episode I was thinking about it and I was like whoa I feel like such a different person than who I was a year ago and I say this every episode and I say this all the time but it was kind of weird to now be in a place where I no longer am constantly dealing with this stuff and by stuff I mean mental health issues um I feel so far removed from the person I was a year ago um this like anxious like sad girl who you know was just like a ball of fucking anxiety and like was a was honestly a bomb I felt like a bomb a year ago I felt like I could go off at any second and I felt so out of control and it was really serious and um and now being in a place where I'm like I feel like I have grown so much from that place and I've learned a lot and I've matured it's weird now to look back at the person I was and it's also weird to like recall it and to think about it because I feel like I'm someone who like as much as like shit is like hitting the fan as much as like I may not be happy in the time of like in the chapter of my life that I'm in I I feel like I am such the type of person who I'm like don't look back just keep going forward just keep going forward don't look back and right now you know talking about this in this episode I feel like I'm kind of looking back you know and I'm looking back at 
these moments that I dealt with and like who I was and like the place that I was in that I thought I would never get out of. And it's just weird because it's like if it, it's it's it was just I don't know, it was just like weird. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like there's a better word for it, but it was weird to think about the fact that like it, it feels like a completely different person. I'm like writing out all of this stuff that happened to me and and how I felt in the moment and my headspace. And now I'm like, whoa, you know, like that happened to me and I'm out of it now for the most part. And will I always be out of it? I don't know. Life, life is up and down, you know, you never know. But it, I don't know. It's just, it was weird to reminisce on all of this shit. And is reminisce the right word? Because I feel like reminisce means like, I feel like reminisce is used in like a bittersweet way. This shit ain't bittersweet. This shit was scary and real and kind of sad. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, did any of that make sense? I hope it did. So it's no secret that I have dealt with mental health issues, um, for a couple of years now. I have openly talked about it online I've said a few things here and there, um, but I feel like I haven't really talked about it in the extent that I feel like I'm going to talk about it today, and a part of that gives me a little bit of anxiety to be so open, um, because it's like a vulnerable thing, you know? Um, but a part of me also knows that, like, I'm not, I definitely am not the only person who has dealt with this kind of stuff, so I find comfort in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have definitely talked about the fact that I have dealt with depression and anxiety before. I feel like I've always tried to find a way to like be a part of the conversation and, and use my platform to help other people as much as I can. Um, I remember there was a time, well, I, I feel, I've done, I feel like I've done a, a good amount of stuff with, like, mental health stuff and, like, charities, and I, I've spoken on a mental health podcast before, I've filmed YouTube videos talking about it, um, but it's always, it was always kind of like a, oh, I deal with anxiety, and that was it, you know, oh, I've been, I've been sad before, I've, I've dealt with depression, and that was it. It was never like, let's get into it. What What is it? And how, how how did it affect you? And what did that look like for you? And what do you mean by like, you have anxiety? Like you just like randomly get anxious. Like I, I never have really gone into depth about it because I never really had a place to do so. And now I have my podcast. So, hey girls, we're getting into it. I remember my first like encounter with like, oh shit, I think I am like, sad more than usual was in high school and I remember in high school for me the way that I perceived it it was always it came in waves I felt like there was months at a time where I would be really sad and I would feel like I was super pessimistic and I would always just look at the glasses like half empty I felt like this anxiety like this cloud of anxiety just like over me and this sadness and I just remember like waking up and going to school and just 
kind of like feeling down and just feeling like I have like I had like this chip on my shoulder and just I don't think I use that right but just feeling like like there was this doom it just felt like doom is the best way I could explain it and I remember going to school and you know temporarily like in moments I would kind of shake it off and obviously I would like socialize and talk to my peers and my classmates and sometimes I'd be distracted but as soon as I got back home and I was alone with my thoughts I was like I I went back into like oh doom sadness doom anxiety for the future anxiety in my day-to-day unhappy with where I was in life and who I was and I just remember it's it's kind of crazy because I remember in my on my old laptop I had this video of me like junior year and it's like this 15 20 minute long video of me just sobbing for like 20 minutes just uncontrollably like just sobbing and being so sad and I was like why like I remember looking at it a little bit ago and I was like damn like I started dealing with this then it kind of this all started then and I didn't even realize it and I didn't in that moment I didn't realize that it would only get worse until it wouldn't you know until it wouldn't we're good now but we'll get to that Guys, did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. That's lit. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at a perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are actually infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. So no more stinky sheets. So stop sleeping on bacteria and sleep clean with Miracle! Make sure to go to trymiracle.com slash BMT. That's trymiracle.com slash BMT to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40% off. And if you use our code BMT at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash BMT and use the code BMT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash BMT. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. But yeah, I just, I, I honestly don't really know where it came from. Uh, I feel like I've always, I've had a really privileged life. I'm healthy. My mom is healthy. Um, My mom gave me everything that she could and that I needed. And I never really like knew why I felt the way that I did, but I knew that it was like an intense feeling. And yeah, it was just, I felt very depressive. I just, I felt like everything seemed like I I felt like I was letting people down I felt like I wasn't good enough my self-esteem was really low I was constantly comparing myself to different people 
and and pointing out all of the flaws and like the things that I lacked in my day to day like if if someone was more intelligent than me I'd, I'd always like hyper fixate on the fact that like oh I'm, I'm I felt like I was dumb and and I remember it starting like that in high school and as I was saying it was it, it felt like it was waves in that time it was like every other month like every other month I'd have like a depression month where I was like god it's back oh you guys it's back the depression's back and then it would go away and I'd be fine and I was like oh no I'm fine like I'm, I'm okay I don't deal with mental health like I was just bummed out for a month and then it would come back and I'd be like oh my god fuck and then it would go away and then it'd come back and it was just kind of like such a random like pattern I, I in that moment I did not think that I was like depressive I didn't think that I dealt with mental health issues I just thought that I got bummed out once in a while which is like girl okay but yeah I, that that's definitely like the earliest experience that like I've had with that and it was always pretty tame for the most part it was very like you know in my head like I would cry it out and then I'd be okay sort of thing and then I'd, I'd still be you know depressed and like depressive but it never showed up in different ways like, it, it didn't really show up in, like, panic attacks or, like, you know, everything else that I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yes, girl! It was very tame. It, it was pretty tame at that time in my life. And then I moved out. And I moved to California, uh, where I currently live. And this is where it went from, like, okay hey, the depression's back this month. Oh, what is that? Uh, just sometimes I get sad to like, okay, no, yeah, I have depression. This is like, when I moved to California, I was like, yeah, girly, like there's something not, something's not clicking up here. I remember once I talked to a therapist and the way that she described my depression, she described it as situational depression. She said that there's some people who are born with like you know an imbalance in their brains and are born depressed and experience it from a really young age and then there's people who kind of like grow into it and and develop depression as they get older and it's more so caused by their situation and their like life which I do think sounds about right for me like I, I was not a sad kid a, a sad child um but at the same time you know it was always something that I was like how is it situational if I have such a beautiful life I remember yeah I, I, I always kind of felt confused because I'm like situational depression girl like my life I'm so blessed I have nothing to complain about I'm healthy my parents are healthy I have a bed and I have food and I have an education there is nothing to be depressed about it, it always felt so I felt like I gave myself such a hard time because I'm like where like where is this feeling coming from and it also felt so hard to explain to people why I felt the way that I did but it was like as soon as I was alone like it just came back and especially in high school I feel like a really big like anchor for me and something that really helped me not be as depressive as I feel like I got when I moved to California was having having a good social circle I felt like in high school I was around a lot of people that I knew since I was little and people that I loved 
and I had a lot of friends and I had a good social circle around me and I felt like if it weren't for the friends that I had as a distraction I probably would have self-isolated and just like been so miserable and I think that in moments I was able to get out of that state of mind because of the people that I was around um so yeah I don't know so I remember as soon so anyways okay fast forward I moved to LA and off the bat that move was so fucking hard for me it was so fucking hard for me because I just felt like I had no community when I first moved I didn't have any friends and I also it wasn't even about like the I had no friends it was the fact that I felt like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing I felt so confused my my first year that I moved to California that was the year that all of like my peers and all of the people that I went to high school were going to like freshman year of college and so I remember just seeing all of like my high school friends moving cities and going to college and you know rushing and meeting new people and going out and having like this normal college experience that I was lacking instead of like going out on the weekends and meeting people and meeting people in my classes and like socializing I was in my apartment all day and I only really socialized with my roommate at the time and I remember I relied so heavily on my roommate for social interactions because I didn't really know a lot of people I I knew some people online that I would hang out with on the weekend but even then like we weren't that close and I can't even blame them for like oh they didn't want to hang out with me we didn't really know each other that well like all of the friends that I have now that are like some of my internet friends and just other people that I've met are relationships that have taken time to build out and it's getting to know people and when I first moved to LA I didn't really have that and for a little bit I felt a little resentful because I was like damn like I was all alone and no one wanted to hang out with me and like no one was like there for me and it felt like I I felt like online everything looked so like squeaky peachy keen amazingness and in reality I was just like in my apartment all the time relying on like my roommate to like invite me out to things so that I could like hang out with people and socialize um and at that time my roommate was in college so she was having like she was having the college experience and she would hang out with like her sorority friends and she would like invite me and include me and to this day I like really I owe her so much and I really appreciate her for being so inclusive um because it's like in times like these you don't realize how much just someone like extending an offer to like hang out like like helps you like the way that that like gets you out of your like just having something to distract you and having something to like pull you out of that is so important even if it feels so silly even if you're like depressed and you're like if I hang out with someone it's not gonna make me feel like any better and it's not like I'm gonna come back and I'm still gonna feel like shit in that moment like that short period of time of socializing with someone it's so like beneficial and it and and it helps it fucking helps it really does help so I still like owe so much to to my roommate for always including me my ex-roommate for always including me and like inviting me to things and like inviting me to hang out with her friends um 
but yeah, I just remember that the first couple of months, I think maybe to a year that I was in Los Angeles, I just remember just always feeling depressed. I was constantly just depressed. I was, I constantly felt like I couldn't get out of bed. It, it was hard for me to do simple things at the end of the day. Like I, I, I just like, I was a depressive person and I remember, I remember it was so bad that there was a point where I was afraid to like leave my apartment. Like I think when I first had moved to California, the culture shock of moving to a completely different state and a completely different city that like moves faster and is completely different from like everything I knew in my childhood home I was so overwhelmed and the culture shock was so insane that I was afraid to leave my apartment during the day because seeing like seeing the city seeing the cars seeing the people was way too much for me that I would just shut down and so in turn I would spend the entire day in my apartment and as soon as the sun set that's when I would do stuff I remember the sun would set and I'd I'd go get groceries the sun would set and I'd go out and get gas like something about not being able to see the city that I now lived in made me feel like able to do normal things because I was so like in a state of like oh my god I'm I'm so shut off right now and I'm so like out of my like I felt so out of place and I felt like I was like trying not to psych myself out more than I already was and I remember like it's so funny because I remember the very first therapist that I saw when I moved to California I remember telling her this and like instantly as soon as I told her this she just started jotting down her notes like you know the the memes you say something and the the therapist is like "Mm." oh mm." that was me when I told the therapist that I didn't like to leave the house during the day and I would only go out at night because I refused to see the world around me But yeah, anyways, I felt like during this time of my life when I when I had first moved out to California, it felt like how I had felt in high school where I was just like, oh, okay, I would temporarily get distracted, but then it, I came back to like sadness and just having this like g- doom, the impending doom and like this cloud over my head at all times and just feeling down and feeling pessimistic and like, like I... And I don't even want to utter these words now because it's just like, I don't even like speaking these words, but for the sake of the podcast, in the moment, I just felt like I was like, no one loves me. I'm alone. I, no one cares for me. I feel betrayed. The people who I grew up with and like were I considered my friends have now all forgotten about me and are all in college. And now I'm here in California by myself. No one checks up on me. Everyone's having a good time. I'm alone. I'm a failure. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I like just all of these awful things that I, I don't claim any of that shit. I'm saying that now because words really are so powerful. I don't claim any of that shit. But anyways, um, I just, I felt like I was so fucking miserable, but it's the way that when I had first moved here, it just kind of felt like what I felt in high school times two. It was like, it wasn't every other month that I was feeling this way now. It was just like, it was a constant thing. And sometimes I'd have little moments of happiness, but it was constant. God, if I could read my journal entries from that time, I don't even want to, I don't want to. 
anyways so yeah so um i think the reason i don't fucking think about this is because i'm like that shit is just triggering i'm triggering myself right now i'm triggering myself but um but yeah it was it was pretty fucking dark and i felt like that it it just was something that i was kind of like avoiding and not really dealing with i was like i don't know what this is i've never spoken to my parents about the fact that like oh i think i'm sad i didn't know how to like approach it i i knew like i i thought at that time i was like okay maybe i can get like a therapist and like try to talk it out and then i'll be fine i thought it was something that would eventually go away and as time went on and i realized it wasn't going away and i had to do something about it then I did something about it but in that moment I was like okay hopefully it'll just like uh hopefully like it's not gonna always be like this and it'll just go away and I can look back and remember this time in my life oh girl yeah well let me tell you it got fucking worse so anyways yeah I felt like I was kind of just putting it off for like a really fucking long time like I felt like I was just constantly kind of putting it off and not really like addressing that it was a thing but I knew it was a thing um and I dealt with it every single fucking day and there was like very clear signs of it being a thing but I was just like it's like it's fine I don't really know what it is like I never in my life I didn't have any family members that dealt with depression I didn't really know what depression was my mom y'all have met my mother she is just like so happy and and obviously she's not always happy you know we all go through shit but she just is so optimistic and views life as glass is like half full and she's so strong and I felt so like opposite of that so I didn't even know how to like go about it and um so yeah so I felt like I was putting it off for so long and of course naturally it only got worse and um I remember the first time I got a panic attack I was in my apartment and I was with my roommate my roommate was in her room and I was in my room and I think my roommate was with one of her friends. Actually, she was. My my roommate was with, like, two of her sorority sisters. And I was alone in my room. And for some reason, I wasn't hanging out with them. Probably just because I was, like, on the verge of a fucking panic attack and not in the mood. Um, I was in my room, and then all of a sudden, I just started feeling, like, this desperation. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I remember going into the bathroom and trying to get myself to calm down. And I didn't even know where this came from. The panic attack literally just came onto me out of nowhere. And so I'm in the bathroom and I'm hyperventilating and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And it's the way that when you're having a panic attack, you feel removed from your body. It's almost like your body is reacting in a certain way and your mind is like detached and can see yourself. And I just remember my body hyperventilating and tears like running like down my face and just like shaking and crying in the bathroom and like sobbing. And I remember I had music played playing because I didn't want my roommate to hear me sobbing, but I didn't know what to do. And it got so bad that for a second I was like, fuck, I need to literally call my roommate in here. Even though she's literally outside with all of her sorority sisters, I need to call her in here because I think I'm going to fucking die. I literally thought that I was going to die. I was in the restroom like shaking and hyperventilating and just like feeling so out of control and out of my body and I didn't even know like what had caused the feeling I just felt so like stuck and it was just like the most mortifying thing I just remember like feeling like I I wanted to just crawl out of my own skin like I wanted so desperately to just get out of my own skin and and not being able to do that was like freaking me the fuck out 
and I was just crying and crying and crying and I don't remember what snapped me out of it I think it was the fact I think I called my mom I think it was getting really bad that I just called my mom and I'm pretty sure she was like calming me down on the phone um but yeah that was like the very first experience that I had with a panic attack and from that moment to like a couple months ago I had them pretty consistently I would have panic attacks like all the fucking time um they would come out of nowhere literally like I I I felt like I was like a little bomb as I said like the smallest shit sometimes would set me off or like the most random shit would set me off and it was like as soon as it would set me off and as soon as like I went into panic attack mode it was like Nilea no longer was there like I felt like I was out of my body and I felt like I was like I couldn't control my body as much as I was telling myself like calm down it's okay it's okay I couldn't do that like I had to just let it do its thing I couldn't fuck with it like I I had to let the panic attack do its thing and eventually like it would pass um yeah it was like kind of bad it was kind of it was kind of bad I remember one time I was in I was in the car with someone I spent a lot of time with and all of a sudden I I don't know what it was the smallest stupidest thing set me off it was so dumb it like was not that deep but it set me off and I just started shaking like to the point where I was like <gasps> like literally shaking oh no 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 oh no y'all oh god oh this is literally y'all that's mortifying I never want to feel that feeling again but yeah I, I just I remember the smallest thing had set me off and I went into panic attack mode and I just started shaking and hyperventilating and I felt like I was completely out of control and I remember as it was happening I it was weird because it was like it was the way that my mind was having a conversation while my body was having a panic attack I remember my brain was like what is happening like I was I was talking to myself I was like what is happening why am I shaking right now like why am I literally shaking and hyperventilating hyperventilating why am I shaking and hyperventilating uncontrollably right now like why why can't I like control my feelings this is so stupid like why can't I control myself this is so stupid I felt so disconnected from my body and at the same time it kind of scared me but also it was kind of weird because at the same time it was like my rational brain was also telling me like it's not that serious like it was kind of making fun of myself like I was making fun of myself as I was having a panic attack I was like girl it's not that fucking deep and I'm over here shaking and crying and hyperventilating and literally like freaking out the person that I'm with because of like what was going on and and now that I'm out of that situation I realized that like that was not my fault and in the moment I couldn't help but to blame myself and be like this is so fucking embarrassing like this is like this is all my fault but now being out of it I I realized that it's not it wasn't my fault I was clearly not okay for a while and I was dealing with depression and anxiety and all of this stuff for the longest time and I felt like I was just bottling it up and like avoiding it and dismissing like the root of the problem and like it, it I like I needed I am just a fucking girl like I am literally just a girl I needed consoling I was alone and I had no one really to like talk to about this sort of thing um and 
yeah, I mean, I think that during this time, I started to heavily rely on one person. There was someone who was in my life that I was really, really close to and spent a lot of my time with. And I think that during this time, I felt like the only person I could come to and speak about this openly with and like who could understand me was this one person. Because at that time, the this one person was the only person that had ever seen me in this state. And I think to this day is the only person that has ever seen me in that state. Obviously, if my mom had lived with me now it lives with if she were to live with me or had lived with me in that moment she probably would have seen it if my roommate like my my roommate never saw it and obviously like now that I'm looking at it I I a part of me feels like bad because no one person no one person should ever have to like deal with that um have the pressure of like dealing with someone who's like unstable and like like that um but yeah i mean i'm i'm very grateful to that person um i have so much like love and respect for that person and gratitude for their patience and for their love and support Um, but yeah, I don't think it was fair that I had to, that I put someone through that. But at this time of my life, um, I felt like I had only really shared what was going on and what was happening to me to this person. I, I would talk about it to my mom and I would talk about it to like my parents and my friends, but no one really understood the extent of it. Because it's like, you, someone can talk about, you know, what they're dealing with as much as they can. Um, but it's it's really until you see it and you see the actual effect it has on that person that you're like, oh, fuck, this is serious and this is destroying them and this is eating them alive and this is hard. And at that time, it felt like, I only had one real person who understood me in that sense. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we said open we open it up. Okay, we're really talking we're really talking about what's going on today. I need to change this fucking battery. Thank God. I need a break. Give me a second. If there's anyone who's listening to this and relating in any way girl i'm sorry that happened to you or if it's happening to you girl i'm sorry like for real that's brutal um but the thing about the thing about like depression take a shot y'all take a shot every time i say depression or anxiety this is the drinking game this this episode um i feel like every episode we have you know like some sort of a drinking game like i either say like too much or something but today Today, it's depression and anxiety. We're taking a shot to it. (laughs) Um, But anyways, it's almost like when you're in that moment and and when you're in that state of life and you so heavily rely on one person 
because you know that that one person understands the full extent of what you're going through, which a lot of people don't, you feel this guilt because you're like, damn, I'm so sorry that I'm like putting you through that. This is so like intense and emotionally jarring. And I'm really so fucking sorry that like you are the person that has to deal with this. There's like a guilt and and now even now I'm like damn like I, I I'm sorry you know like it's I it's a lot it is really a lot and um I don't think one person should have to deal with that on their own like dealing with someone who you know is in that state um but I'm also very grateful and appreciative and I will I really do appreciate the support that I had from that person in this time of my life um but yeah I I just was extremely sensitive extremely like just the smallest thing would like destroy me and set me off and not not set me off in the sense where I was like like I don't know why when I think of set me off I, I I see like a little bull like a bull and like a red flag that that like a bull like chasing the red flag set me off I wasn't like that I was just like really sad and depressive like I would just cry all the time and like I was to myself and like I was really reserved and in my own head and the occasional panic attack and you know I was eventually I felt like this sort of dynamic eventually kind of turned into codependency I felt like having you know this one person that I felt like I was like they they are my support system I feel like they're my support system right now it it leads to you feeling like you are dependent of that person to like you know live your life and I think that that's exactly what it turned into um I think I felt like I could not live without this person. Um, I'm not trying to cry. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah, it just, like, it turned into codependency. And and codependency is bad. (laughs) Codependency is not good. Hey, girls, let me tell you. Codependency ain't good. You should never feel like you need another person. It's not healthy to feel like you need another person to live life. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> the codependency was codependencying, and it wasn't good at all. Um, but yeah, this was this was a really hard time for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was. I, the panic attacks were panic attacking. Y'all, if you have ever experienced a panic attack, I do not wish that shit on my worst enemy. That shit, like a like a grade A panic attack, like a really fucking bad panic attack sucks dick, y'all. Like, you really feel like you are going to die. Nothing is happening. Literally, it'll come out of nowhere. There is no immediate threat. And you feel like you're fucking dying. Like, you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna literally die, babes. I'm gonna literally die. And I wish I could kind of like explain a panic attack better for people who don't know what it is but it's I mean I'm gonna I'll try it's literally just like feeling like you are in danger like there is like 
there is a, a, a Im, there's immediate danger. There's something that is going to hurt you and kill you and you are like bad, bad, bad things are happening. That happens and you feel out of control. But the danger is yourself. You feel like you are the you are in the danger and you're like you feel like you want to get out of yourself. I don't know. That's at least what it was for me. Ooh, this is so intense. Anyways, yeah, so that happened. It was kind of shitty. You know, it was really shitty. It was bad, honestly. There was a time where I also, like, throughout that time of my life, I don't even know why it was so bad. I don't know why it was so bad. There was, like, like now I'm so, f- like, blessed, and I and I thank God every single day that I have been able to, like, move past that. Obviously, I'm not a thousand million percent jolly great all the time and life is rainbows and sunshines and butterflies 24 7 i'm like let's be fucking for real some days i'm like and then other days like some days i'm like today sucked and i'm in a shitty mood and today i'm bummed and today i'm like this or that and other days are great but it this was definitely like a dark time in my life and it's weird to talk about it now because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I mean, it was like a year now. It's been it's been like a year. Um and I've been on the road to recovery, baby. But it was pretty dark. It did get kind of dark and I'm not going to lie. I did have some suicidal ideations and it's really hard to admit that and scary to admit that on the internet. But, yeah, it happened, and it was tough. It was really tough. Um, But anyways, moving on to now, I kind of want to talk about just kind of what I did to kind of get through that chapter in my life. Um, I kind of want to talk about my road to being better and being healthy and now that I've talked about all the depressing stuff, I'm like, let's talk about, let's, let's make it a little bit lighter. And also, like, the fact that this episode is so depressing is making me, like, uncomfy. Like, I want to just giggle. You guys, I just want to giggle. But I feel like I need to talk about this. I also, like, Nai, you can't always fucking giggle. You can't, life is not always giggles. Sometimes it's okay to talk about serious stuff. But, like, damn, like, this is really depressing. <laughs> made me sad and shit for myself i feel sad for myself i'm like poor girl that poor girl guys i gotta pee i've got to pee the thing about peeing here it's such a fucking pain in the ass though okay i'm gonna go pee fuck i need to do it because otherwise i'm not gonna finish this fucking buzzard i'll be right back okay um i took my potty break and I'm back and I feel better than ever you guys it's so weird to like talk about this stuff now because I feel so far like I feel so so detached from it now that like talking about it I feel like is bringing up feelings and I'm like oh I feel so bad for myself and also it's just like such it's so awful it's so fucking awful like all of that shit is so awful depression anxiety all of it shot did you guys take your shot okay Anyways, so fast forwarding kind of to this year, um, I feel like it kind of, so I, 
I knew it kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, this is not okay. This is like no longer, oh, this is something that comes in waves and I deal with sometimes. This is something that's like affecting my quality of life and affecting me a lot and affecting people I care about and really love. And like, I don't want to do this. I need to find a way to like fix how I'm feeling and deal with this and, and deal with, you know, my depression whether it's like just finding a solution for it like for to to keep me at a normal place um I don't need to be fucking jolly all the time I just want to be normal like that's literally all I want so I remember I remember I started seeing a therapist when I first moved to LA and off the bat like that 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 therapist like I kind of feel bad because I ghosted her and also I was like lying to her in sessions like I was too embarrassed to tell her the truth I was like I don't want her to know like what's going on like it was just it, it kind of felt so uncomfortable to me there's a teenage boy who just saw me yeah I'm recording a podcast could you leave me alone thank you like god subscribe tune in anyways um so yeah so i acknowledged the first step was acknowledging what the fuck was going on um so the first therapist that i saw i lied to and then i ghosted and then i was like you know but maybe i do need therapy and let me let me try again but let me not lie to the therapist because i got embarrassed and shy so i started seeing another therapist and it was good with this other therapist that I was seeing, um, but I still felt like I, I didn't really have, like, a real connection with her. It sometimes still felt very, like, so how does that make you feel? And I was iffy about it, but I was like, let me give her the benefit of the doubt and just keep going. Like, this isn't hurting me. It's only, you know, it, it's not like this is, like, negatively affecting me let me just keep going to this on a weekly basis so I was seeing her often and I felt like I was making improvements in the way that I like I felt like I was starting to understand my feelings and the way that I was acting the way that I was like uh, understanding why I was acting the way that I was acting um and that was helpful like to understand my feelings but if I'm being completely honest I had a session with her where I was like really bad and I was sobbing on the call with her and I was like shaking and crying and telling her that I was so fucking depressed and that I needed something to change and I felt like nothing was changing and I was so down tremendous and the entire session she was just like and why do you feel that way like girl you're gonna be the stereotypical how does that make you feel right now like I need you I need help right now like I really need help and you're not doing jack shit so in that moment I knew I knew something had like I needed to literally like reach out to a proper doctor who knew what they were doing and don't even get me started on my misdiagnosis that is just an entirely separate thing and I could fucking film an entire video and podcast I could film an entire episode on that I'll kind of quickly recap for the entire like my my entire life I thought I had ADHD and still think I have ADHD and on the regular get comments on my videos and in person saying that I have ADHD and I show a lot of the symptoms for it. 
and I think I literally am the carbon copy of like like the poster child of like this is what ADHD looks like I genuinely believe it but I kept going to doctors in the city that I grew up in that kept telling me girl you don't have ADHD and I was like y'all are gaslighting me I went to two doctors Mexican doctors they told me I didn't have ADHD so I decided you know what I'm gonna take matters into my own hands because these fuckers are lying to me and I went through telehealth and I talked to a I talked to like three doctors on telehealth and each one of them told me yeah you have ADHD and it's like a really advanced level of ADHD and I got a prescription from them and I started taking ADHD medication the ADHD medication was slay was great it worked until one of the doctors on the telehealth decided hey girl let's switch it up and let's give you a different prescription They gave me an entirely different prescription that was like a diabetic prescription that they were like, hey, this will help with the anxiety and the ADHD. I start taking it and naturally my heart rate is literally like going through the roof. Like I am taking a medicine that I should not be taking because this telehealth doctor does not know what the fuck they're doing because telehealth is sketchy. I'm going to be honest. So I'm taking this medication and I was like, listen. Something needs to be done about me and my mental health. But it's not working with this telehealth shit. So I made the executive decision that I was going to reach out to my father and I was going to see if he could help me. Because one thing about me and my father is that we have a lot in common. My dad's side of the family severely deals with mental health and depression and a lot more actually they deal with a lot there's like one of my uncles it's just it's a lot it's a lot so I remember when I had reached out and I and I talked to my mom about the fact that I was considering taking medication for my mental health because I did not like my quality of life and I wanted to change something and I wanted to better myself and 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 not be so depressed and anxious 24 7 she was like you know what I think you get this from your dad's side of the family I think that I know that your dad's side of the family has all like all of your uncles and your dad they have all dealt with depression they've all dealt with anxiety my dad's side of the family very much deals with everything that I was going through and so I was like I feel like if I'm going to get a solution to this I have to reach out to the person who would probably understand this the best now my relationship with my dad I love him has been all over the place it has been all over the place so for me to reach out to my dad and to be like hey I need help was kind of a big step for me and so I did that and my dad came in clutch and I really appreciate him because I had one conversation with him and I told him, hey, I'm going to be honest. I'm really struggling and it's gotten kind of bad. I'm having panic attacks. I am not okay mentally and I don't want to keep living like this because I am in so much pain. And he was like, okay, we're going to take you to... And I also told him, I was like, uh, I also... I have... I have 
tried to go I've, I've tried to go to multiple therapists they're not doing jack shit i was on a call with a therapist a couple weeks ago sobbing and crying and telling her that i literally wanted to die and she was staring at me on the call and nodding her head and being like okay well let, we can unpack that in the next session oh okay but where does that root from girl what are you doing what are you doing like really therapy is it's like it really truly is like dating in the sense that like you've got to find your fit because everyone else is trash like some therapists really like girl where did you get your degree from where like did you copy it on fucking like google did you go and google therapy degree to print out because girl you don't know what the fuck you're doing and also like these telehealth people girl I, i was so fucking like anyway so I I, I had an open conversation with my dad and I was like hey girl something's got to change and I'm so grateful and blessed that my dad was attentive and and saw and and saw it my dad was like if I'm being honest I can see it in your face and I know and I know what that feels like and I'm really sorry and I want to be there to help you and support you and we can get through this together and so I flew home I flew to Texas and I went to a doctor in Mexico actually I went to um, a doctor in Mexico because I really trust Mexican doctors so much every time that every every time that I've gotten sick when I was little and I've gone to a Mexican doctor like I went to the farmacia instantly I got better that day instantly every time i remember one time i had a crazy case of ringworm and it wouldn't go away and i went to the doctors in the states and i and i tried so many fucking different things and the ringworm got worse and it got infected and it was disgusting and y'all don't even want to know what infected ringworm is it's fucking disgusting and so embarrassing see sometimes i don't even want to talk on the podcast because i'm like i'm just literally like i'm just like I'm sharing too much. Like, I, I fear I might be oversharing. But anyways, um, I went to a doctor in Mexico. He is one of the best, like, psychologists in the city. And, like, a young, intelligent doctor, I went to him. And we did a bunch of t- scans and tests on my brain. I did a sleeping test where I literally was, like, hooked up to wires and I was, like, asleep. Um, I kind of want to insert a photo because it's kind of funny. And... And yeah, he prescribed me. He told me I have anxiety. I can be depressive. And he prescribed me to... And he gave me an, an anxiety prescription. He gave me a prescription. He gave me medication. And honestly, medication saved my life. I think it like completely has... It has benefited me. It's helped me so much. Um, I feel like I'm at a normal level I am very grateful that I found a good fit because I know that a lot of people don't get a good fit when they first start medication and if I'm being completely honest I was so deathly afraid of starting like antidepressants or like anxiety medication because my entire life I my parents were so against medication and like so against like oh like what is like my my mom you know wasn't ever really 
informed on like mental health and stuff she was like i don't really like i've never dealt with that in my life um i don't know what to do with this child sort of thing no shaking she i i had talked to her about it and she's always been so supportive but i felt like the only person who truly understands how you feel is yourself and if you know that you're like suffering that's enough you know like you don't like i feel like it's I felt like I needed, like, the okay from people. Like, I was like, am I depressed enough? Like, is this enough for, like, to to find, try to get some help? Mm, uh, Yeah, it was fucking enough. I was fucking going through it, bro. And I knew that I needed, like, help. So, I went, I got on anxiety medication. It's saved my life. It has really helped me. I also have established a healthier routine. Um don't be codependent of people you need to have you need to have a community you need to have friends and family that you can rely on and talk to and be open you need to have multiple relationships with friends you need to nurture your relationships with friends and family it's so important i know that a lot of people when you know you are with one person you kind of just want to spend your time with one person but that is not healthy it's not healthy to just like constantly like not it's not healthy to just be with one person all the time i know there's some people that like even relationships it's like you're always with you know your significant other that ain't healthy girly pop how do i tell you (gasps) did it die like that's how you know y'all this episode's too fucking long you guys i gotta wrap this up that's how you know okay give me a second give me a second give me a second we're getting we're gonna wrap it up we're gonna wrap it up i swear to god i've been yapping in my mouth (laughs) that's so out of pocket that's so out of pocket okay you guys i'm gonna be honest towards the end of like each episode i get a little delusional and it's kind of (laughs) happening it's starting to happen so uh he's right behind me isn't he Ah! okay so um i feel like i need to wrap this up we get it you were depressed (laughs) that was out of bucket that was out of bucket okay if i'm being honest you guys listen all jokes aside that shit was fucking hard the thing that has helped me the most is not giving up and that sounds like the corniest most like girl like shut the fuck up don't give up challenge like just keep swimming just like shut up but if i'm being completely honest like it my stubbornness my I feel like the most important thing that you guys can do is just to keep searching for something that will help you if one thing isn't helping you let's say like therapy doesn't work for you okay maybe medication could work for you if medication isn't working for you maybe therapy could work for you or nowadays nowadays there are so many different types of therapy there's literally like hypnotic therapy there's like natural healing some people really lean into their spirituality some people really lean into their religion i think it's just so important to like not give up and not be okay with staying where you are because you feel like you can't you know be better or can't move forward from where you are but yeah so yeah uh that was my story time thanks guys for tuning into my story time 
um like i said obviously like mental health is always it, you know it's never going to be like this but i feel like i'm now not in the negatives if there it's a spectrum i was literally at the bottom of the tank i was in the negatives and now i feel like i'm here and yes it goes like that but that's life but girl i was drowning i'm drowning i'm drowning i was drowning i'm drowning um but anyways yeah um i feel like i've never really talked about any of this online i have mentioned like and i've made jokes and i'm like "Eh, you guys i'm so depressed oh i'm so anxious you guys i'm sad but you know i really was (laughs) i really really was it was kind of bad i'm not gonna lie it was really bad i'm not gonna lie um so yeah now you guys know a little bit more the more you know i'm going to link um some mental health like hotlines and support down below just for you guys if you guys need it so it's like accessible you could check it out um i know i shat on my therapists this episode but there are good therapists out there and i do believe in good therapists i know a lot of people who have a lot of great therapists i have one friend who like every time i see her she's always like you guys my therapist was telling me and but like no like i learned so much from therapy the other day i like she she's like i extended my my therapy session three hours we spoke for four hours i love her therapy is good it's about finding the right therapist i kind of need to go back on my hunt and my search yeah so i mean y'all i really like it's kind of sad because i really like oh it's so sad it's so sad because i really hated myself and it's sad to say that now because i i really really love myself and it's sad to admit that i didn't i really fucking hated myself and yeah i think you should i think everyone should say it like everyone listening to this episode should say i love myself just say it one time just say it one time just one time just say it it'll feel good trust me it'll feel good you should say it if you're not saying it you're like fake like you're fake you should say it just say it okay love you guys um that was the end of this episode this episode was kind of chaotic and i'm nervous i'm nervous to post it i'm not gonna lie i'm really nervous to post this episode a part of me is like "Mm, i don't want to because this like i feel like i'm kind of like oversharing a little bit i'm saying a lot right now but i think you know i hope this will help someone i hope someone gets any something from this and i know that like i i know that my experience is not original at all like i know a lot of people have gone through something very similar so yeah if you have also made it through shake that ass hope shake that ass hope shake that ass hope every day is a journey though and that's okay all right i love you guys peace love serendipity that's how i'm feeling this episode serendipity i love you guys so much i'll see you in the next episode um yeah okay bye world's longest episode love you guys